Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. What do we tell you uh, about these small <laughs> business loans? Back before, you know, when this whole thing was coming out about, oh, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars are going to give out all this money, and all you got to do is just do what they say. You just got to apply. And then it'll be forgiven. Yep. And we said to you, you can't trust these people. Nope. I know. It's tempting, right? Like, ooh, free money. Oh, I could use that. I got to jump through all these hoops. Well, I could jump through the hoops. It's free money. It's worth jumping through hoops for free money. But, oh, well, it's money being given to you by people who have no liability for their malfeasance. Yeah, and right? no, no incentive to do right by the agreement either. No, and that's my, yeah, that's my point, is when you get into an agreement with these criminals, which is what government people, that's their job. They're just criminals. Yep. Uh, when you get into an agreement with a criminal, you shouldn't be surprised when the terms change. Well, in this specific organization, I don't know if our listeners know, T-H-E... IRS. It does spell the IRS, but it also spells theirs because yeah. that's what your money is. It's not yours. It's theirs. And they're coming for more of it, particularly well, if you took out a loan. They did issue it in the first place in the form of the Federal Reserve notes. I mean, yeah, it's a pri- private bank or semi-private or whatever. But uh, so, yeah, you could argue that it is their money. Those it is are, theirs. Their yeah. notes. You're just using them. Well, and what's the latest, Captain, on the, the way they're screwing people now? Well, they said something about the loans themselves having no tax liability. Well, uh, just the other night, they changed their mind uh, in the middle of the night and said, oh, well, now there's some tax liability. So uh, too bad if you were counting on that money not having any tax liability for your business, because guess what? Now it does. Well, okay, so I'm not a tax expert. I don't like taxes at all. I try not to pay attention to them if I can avoid it. Are you saying is this standard for loans? Meaning, like, if I loan no. you money, right? Like, no. No, I thought you, those if, were exempt from taxes. Yeah, if you income tax. Well, if you make uh, an agreement for a loan with well any other entity besides the government, yeah, right. You have to abide by the terms of the agreement at the time of signing. But what I'm asking is, is if I get a loan from the bank, or mm-hmm. if I get a loan from you, a personal mm-hmm. loan or whatever, is that considered taxable income generally? Well, I, I don't believe the, the income. So uh, I can give you just a little bit yeah. from the article here. Uh, the IRS takes action after hours. Uh, that lifeline is being yanked away. On April 30th, late in the evening, when few people were likely paying attention, the IRS released guidance that essentially nullified much of the benefit of the Paycheck Protection Program. Just a clarification. I'm not a tax lawyer, but here's the deal on that deductibility thing. Yeah. A business that spends money it made to pay somebody or pay rent, that's called a business expense, mm-hmm. and then they get a deduction. They don't have to pay taxes on their expense. So if you're getting forgiven money, you can't expect to get uh, uh, to pay less tax that on that money that you're not well, you, paying. Am I you, making a little bit of sense? I understand what you're saying, but this article blatantly points out that they have altered the deal in the middle of the deal. Previously, well, it was written in a way that would allow them to deduct that, and mm-hmm. now they've changed the language in the deal post-everybody getting these loans to say that, oh, well, now you have to pay it, where previously uh, they said that you did not. Well, the money isn't forgiven yet. It's a loan at this point. Well, and there's another hook. Yeah, you know, they rush that plan through, 
And I think they're just kind of doing the unintended consequences and stuff. But um, I mean, if the they loan, if they screwed up, yeah. then they should eat that screw up. Well, that's how it would work in you the know, marketplace. If you're in a rush and you sign an sure. agreement that you made a mistake on, then you still get held to the agreement. It's really sad but, but that, uh, you, that the, the government believes $15 an hour is a living wage. Now, when you say we've done the well, right thing, what do you mean by that? Who's done the right thing? No, no, the, 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 we've done the right thing that we've given a person that's willing to work 40 hours what we determine is a living wage. And so we can put our head down at night. That we, how about you know, we give not we give all the politicians fifteen dollars an hour? See how long they can live on it. Let's do that. Yeah, that's a if good, if uh, we have any power, let's now. do that. Oh, we don't have any power. We can't do that. I hear you now. The new excitement is the two thousand dollars every person, kids included, every month. In the Senate, that's been introduced by Ocasio Cortez and uh, a it's pronounced uh, Alexandria Ocrazyho Cortez. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so what do you think about that, Joe? Giving out, um, you know, two grand a month to people. Well, it's a nice way to bribe people into slavery. You know, seeing, yeah, into slavery. I don't know. I didn't know how total to say it. welfare like, servitude. Basically, it's, it's just UBI repackaged, right? I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you that the so-called reopening is good news. I mean, it's being postured as though it's good. All these, you know, governors trying to make it look like they're doing something for the economy after laying waste uh, to their economies in the various different states by destroying people's opportunities, taking away the ability to yeah. do business at the threat of actual violence. Because we've seen business owners arrested, we've seen uh, businesses being shuttered, forcibly shuttered by government gangsters. And uh, we've seen individuals who were entrepreneurial, not, you know, business owners per se, like with a storefront, but just, you know, you could call them up and they'd come over and like clip your nails or do your hair or something like that. In Texas, those people were done a sting operation on and uh, and put under arrest. So, Sad. So after destroying people's business opportunities, now you've got these governors saying, we're reopening here in Georgia, here in, you know, whatever other states are, are so, so-called reopening. And they all now have plans, or at least most of them that I've seen, you know, talking about it publicly have these plans. Yeah, micromanagement plans. Total it's, micromanagement. It, and, and just the fact that they're using the term reopen uh, is I think it's a slight to all of the people who are unemployed, to all the people who no longer have a business, to all the people who don't know if they're going to have a business in the very near future. I think it is not only a slight, it's an insult. It is a direct slap in the face because nothing is reopening. I work with a couple of nonprofits, and uh, what if we take it alone with them? Uh, Did they make any new rulings on how a nonprofit has to handle the money and what is the. Consequence of taking their money. Are you asking us because you think we know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, uh, 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 So the answer to your question is I don't know. I don't think so. And also, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. It doesn't seem like really anybody knows either because (laughs) this is true. Because everybody's got an opinion. Okay. So in legal land, which is what we're talking about here, because when you get into the to a business with the government, you're now in their world completely. Yep. You are their bitch. And as you pointed out, Captain, they can change the rules if they want to. But even if they didn't change the rules arbitrarily in the middle of the agreement, let's just say they actually did keep to whatever the rules were, trying to figure out what those are 
is also its own challenge. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand, and the, the so-called experts that they're consulting with, their attorneys and tax uh, advocates or tax uh, experts or whatever, they don't know either. People yeah. are very, very concerned. They can't get a straight answer uh, out of the government. Yep. So, you know, uh, to, to me, it's highly, highly risky to take any of these loans from the state. It, it would be probably better to take a loan from, like, say, the mafia. I'm a small business owner, and, and uh, I, I have had to lay off pretty much everybody. I'm down from six to one person now. Wow. Yes, man. What's the industry? Uh, cleaning business. Okay. So I'm allowed to work. We're, we're just – the demand has dropped off so much. Right. But um, that, that's not really what I was calling about. Um, so I live in a county of about 900,000 people. And we've only had a total of 19 confirmed deaths. Almost every one of them was in really bad shape to begin with. So mm. they're, they're questionable. But um, um, I, there's a video out. Uh, they just extended our lockdown. And on YouTube, you could look up this video. It's, there's an excerpt of it, about three minutes long. They, they are employing in California contact tracers. And what their job is, mm-hmm. is their job is to trace people that have come into contact with people that have either gotten COVID or um, are, are around people with it. And they actually talk about removing people from the home if there's only one bathroom. So if you get COVID-19... And there's only one bathroom in the home, and there's four people living there. They're going to physically remove you from that Wow. So now they're coming to your homes. I think that uh, one solution to these things, the control they're taking over business, might just be outright defiance. Yeah, that's Uh, it. That's all there is. I mean, and if they tell you to pay a fine, tell them I'm not going to pay it, and don't pay it. And just keep, they tell you we're taking your license away, then they just operate without a license. Yeah. I wish more people enough, thought like you did. And if enough business people start doing that, there may be so many of them that they may they not be able them. to enforce it anymore, and right. pro- they might just say, oh, what the heck with it. Yeah, you are, <laughs> you are spot on, Jill. The people don't know just how much power they have if they yep. would all act in unison against that, you know, the powers that they believe have control over them. That's the long lady over in Texas. What's her name? Shelly Luther? Shelly, mm-hmm. Now, me, I don't care about beauty parlors. I just grow my hair long and don't cut anything but the, but the bangs, and I put it up myself. Yeah. But even if, even so, I think if she were in this town and I knew where her salon was, I might pay a visit to that salon anyhow, and maybe just slap down, slap down a few bucks on the counter and say, use this to pay your lawyer. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Trump's killing the Republican Party, okay? Every time he opens his mouth, something crazy, ridiculous comes out. Like, uh, the virus is going to go away. Has it gone away yet? 
uh, 78,000 people dead. Has it gone away yet? Oh, I don't know if it will ever Hello? go away because the common cold certainly hasn't gone away. Nope. Um, he, he did. He did say that. That's not fake news. I mean, I saw the words come out of his mouth. Well, so but I don't know if he's going to kill the Republicans, Jerome. Jerome, I don't know it's, if he's going to kill the Republicans. A lot of these Republicans really love Trump. I mean, uh, that's that's just a fact. Hey, you know who's ruining the Republican Party? The Republicans. The Republicans. You yeah. know who's ruining the Democrat that, yeah, Party? Yeah, the, yeah. the Democrats. Yeah. Donald Trump. Donald John Trump. Yeah. Well, I mean, you blame this one guy, Jerome. I mean, you blame Donald Trump, but ultimately he's there because they want him there. Donald John Trump, okay? He's he's destroying the Republican Party. How? Jerome, back that up. When you say he's destroying the party, what do you mean? I mean, saying dumb things. Republicans have said dumb things for a long time, so, like, that's not new. That doesn't didn't kill them before. What is ex- what are you saying is happening to them? Thirty million people unemployed. That's so far. I was online looking about if natural things can be patented, right? Mm-hmm. And it is said that you can't patent natural things, right? Mm-hmm, supposedly. So if yeah, <laughs> so if coronavirus COVID nineteen is supposed to be naturally occurring. Why is there a patent on it? What do you mean? There's a patent on COVID-19. Huh. Interesting. How did you find that out? Google. But don't Google things together. Like, I Googled, can something natural be patented? And the answer is no. And then I asked, is COVID-19 patented? And it said yes. Well, How did you actually be? see the patent in the patenting system? For pat- it? Oh, yeah, there's a patent number for it. Huh. Google. I hate using Google. I, I yeah. know what Google is. Google's a big CIA whatever. Sure, sure. But there's a, there's a patent number for the COVID nineteen. That's mind boggling, so, Tim. A, I don't know what to say about that. That's pretty crazy. That's all you need to know about it. It's this. This whole thing is like a, a takeover. You know? It is that. If, uh, it is. That's that's all it is. So um, I take it that you you're like uh, like we are on this one, Tim. You feel like this is insane what the uh, the government has done and the destruction hey, of the economy. I would love somebody to come to my house and say we're taking you in because you had coronavirus. If you are a partisan like Jerome is, then yeah. you cannot see the faults in the people of your party. Right. But you can crystal clear see the faults in everybody else yeah. uh, aside Th- from your party. This is a human condition, right? And you can illustrate this pretty easily by traveling around in a vehicle with some other people. And uh, you take note that it's always the other guy who's the jerk. No matter, on the road, uh, you on mean? the road, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's never, never the guy in the pilot seat, <laughs> right. right? It's always the other guy, right? <laughs> and so that's sort of an illustration of what partisanship does to you. It puts you in the car with a bunch of other people who always blame the other guy, when in fact you should take and look at critically at the system itself because the system is the problem. Yeah, well, that's what the sort of the two. Two-party system helps avoid because you get these people in the in the camps, right? Like they're the Republican camp, they got their Democrat camp, they hate the other camp, and they're so busy 
trying to find problems with the people in the other camp and oh so and so said this he's a liar yeah. well so and so said this he's a liar well so and so's a cheat and so and so's a cheat and there's just never ending uh drama between the And if you the two disagree with my point of view Ian you're automatically a democrat yeah. and if I disagree <laughs> right. with your point of view I'm automatically a republican <laughs> or vice like, versa yeah. I mean it's worse than stereotyping it's it really is it's worse than stereotyping yeah it's really bad I wanted to talk about civil disobedience Please. I heard you um, call the people who were at freedom rallies, um, the people who are civilly disobedient. Yeah. And I want to disagree. Why? I don't think they're being disobedient at all. They are following their God-given rights. Like The people who are doing the civil disobedience in this country are the government officials mm-hmm. and others making laws that are unconstitutional and trying to make us do those things. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, because we are following a constitution, which is our supreme authority. Well, it's not my authority. We are not a a nation of of men making laws. We're a nation of laws. That's not really true. So, Heidi, I'm going to have to quibble with you on those two points, because it's not a nation of laws, okay? Because the people... In the system, the people who are part of the government, they don't follow the laws. Nope. They don't well, care. No, they don't. But right, so it's not a nation of so laws. They're the ones that are civilly disobedient. It's, not, it's a nation of men, basically. The men and women who call themselves government, who rule over the lives of others. That's what it is. It, it, it's, it, and the Constitution well, doesn't, yeah. uh, doesn't grant people rights. It only is supposed to respect those rights. So I don't live under the Constitution. I didn't sign the Constitution. Perhaps the solution for our problems here in the United States is to have a traditional Catholic uh, feudal monarchy. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I wouldn't disagree that a a benevolent dictator might be a better deal than what is currently going on. I can't disagree with that. Well, if the the dictator or the king or whatever was basically a laissez-faire, hands-off you know, a king by name only sort of thing who was like, yeah, just go ahead and do what you want. Uh, don't murder anybody. Okay, I'll just be up here enjoying my riches. You know, it would be well, hard. What do you mean do what you want? Huh? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by do what you want? Do you mean in the libertarian sense? Yeah, like as long as you don't, you know, hurt somebody, like murder yeah. or, or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, destroy somebody's property, commit rape, those sorts of things. But yeah, what do you think about that? Well, 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 well I'm, I'm not sure because I am a, I, I, I actually think the libertarian views about Morality are, are are very lacking as a traditional Catholic. But let me say this: Well, libertarians don't that, have uh, much of a moral moral view. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely true. That's definitely they true. only have but one viewpoint. Just to clarify, before you go on, just to clarify for our listeners, I know you do, but you but there's a bunch of people yeah. listening. Uh, so. Yeah. You know what I wanted to point out: the libertarians, all they simply believe is that you shouldn't use aggressive force on your neighbor. They don't have any other moral code beyond that. But that doesn't mean that libertarians themselves individually don't have moral codes. Right. Uh, libertarianism right. isn't enough for a society that's actually good. In my state, the governor is slowly repealing some of those uh, shutdowns to slow the spread of uh, coronavirus. And uh, I called a jewelry store earlier today that sells that I go to every month to buy uh, silver coins. Mm-hmm. They've been closed since uh, March, and they're open back in. Now, what does it mean to say they're uh, open? What does that mean? Like go in and buy silver coins. You can actually do that now. Yeah, that's what they said earlier today. Wow! I called them. 
That's a surprise because a lot of these states are, oh, well, you can open, but your customers can't come in the store. You have to take things out to them in their car or you mm-hmm. have to, you know, you can't actually go in the store. So they told you you can actually come in and shop the store. Uh, physically go in and buy silver coins. Wow. Because that's the only reason why I go there. It's a jewelry store that yeah. you can buy and sell. So did, gold, silver, that type of place there. Did you indeed go into the store and buy some silver? Uh, not yet, but I, that's what I do before the shutdown because of the coronavirus. Let us know, will you, Graham, when you, when you go and, and make this shopping trip. Let us know what has changed, or if it was like the way it was previously. Yeah, if, I'm curious. Is it exactly yeah. the same as it was, or are you like you know having to get a temperature check when you walk through the door? I got the... Uh... A revolt report, and Ooh, uh, right. I think Jerome eats too many paint chips. But that, that's besides the point. <laughs> What's the um, revolt report? I'm curious. Yeah, I want to hear this. Well, you you remember last week I called in and I told you I laid out like a, just catch all your listeners up, I laid out like an acre and a half of land with little pink crosses so everybody in every vehicle would be 27 feet apart because that's a foot past the sneeze factor, so to speak, right? Okay. okay. And, uh... Okay, so last week we did church on a trailer in one entrance of the parking lot, and everybody had to come in the other, and we parked them all just like a drive-in, right? Okay. All right, so this week, I just got done today. It's been about, I don't know, eight, ten hours. We built a little uh, hell dance floor right outside the back door of the church. So they just got to roll the, 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 the uh, what do they call that thing? They stand by the, the, po- the podium, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all the accoutrements and uh, made them a nice cedar handrail going up so none of the old people would break their necks. But I think that thing is stout enough where the whole uh, whole choir could get up on that thing and dance. Nice. So you're saying people will be but, dancing and, anyway, and singing? And this, this is in vi- no, I, I, let me get in my hand thing here. This is in violation of our government. How many contact tracers is the state of New Hampshire going to hire? I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, I've heard. I've not heard anything either. That doesn't mean that there's not a plan for that. Just that we don't know currently. Right. Okay. Well, so I would just say uh, keep your eyes and ears, you know, open to that because specifically Louisiana is hiring 700 people to start to do contract contact tracing of uh, basically every person that has what it's almost like 30,000 cases we have in the state. Uh, so they're first going to contact those 30,000 people that have already had COVID, and then they're going to find out what family members and what neighbors and whatever business associates they've been in close contact with, and they're going to have to call them up, and they're going to try to start quarantining people. And um, Well, here's what know- I'd like to remind all the people who are contacted by these so-called contact tracers, is you are not obligated to speak to them. Okay, now I'm not Hallelujah. an attorney. That's not legal advice. But if they're like any other bureaucrat, then you aren't ob- obligated to answer their questions. You don't have to talk to them on the phone. You don't have to talk to them at your front door. You are an, under no obligation to speak to these people. I just heard the man who, who grew up in Folly Beach. Well, I live on an island very close to Folly Beach. So I, one morning recently I rode down there and they had it all blocked off. So I rode up with my bicycle and with my my, my suit on and my uh, luminescent vest and my, my best beach cruiser. And um, uh, that's a kind of a bicycle mm-hmm. on the other side of the street. So I'd be far away. So, you know, they wouldn't feel like I was, you know, the, the disease and 
you know, they wouldn't be afraid because of the disease. And I asked him real nice if I could possibly ride on the beach. And he said, I mean, ride into the, to the, into the beach area. And he said to me, well, um, what do you want to do there? And I said, I just want to ride my bicycle. I said, okay, so, so, so what's your address? So I gave my address, which is like I say, And who are you asking? A cop? Yeah, a cop, two cops were there. So I asked them, they're guarding them, so that they were well barricaded, you know, so that nobody mm-hmm. could go out to the beach. So, so I asked him, well, she said, well, I said, I just want to ride on the beach, ride up right in the area here. Mm-hmm. So he said, um, well, okay, go ahead, that's fine, that's fine. So he actually, he, he let me in. There, 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 was, there, was, there was no problem there, actually. You know, I was the only, only bicycle, I think, that he let in because I didn't see any other bicycles. And the cars were all, had to give their address. I gave my address as well. I was thinking about who has a good track record of battling this type of a thing. Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. It's got a pretty good track record. I mean, as far as humans are concerned, right? I, I realize humans haven't been on the planet for you know, uh, even a fraction of the time the planet has been around. But uh, all things considered, humans are still around. They've survived many random viruses and diseases that have come around. And, not without loss, not without death. And, uh, absolutely. And the government wants you to believe that they can somehow stop people from dying if they just restrict freedom. Like the only somewhat, uh, I don't want to say legitimate, but the only somewhat legitimate reason that I could see for governments around the world to institute such insane measures as these lockdowns would be if they knew that it was a bioweapon. That's the only reason I could think of as you know an excuse to see this type of insanity mm-hmm. to, to tank economies, not just the U.S. economy, but globally in other countries too, to tank economies in the way that they're doing. The only reason that I could think of for somebody going, well, we have to do this and this is how it's got to be, like I'm talking at an executive politician level, mm-hmm. would be if they knew that this was a bioweapon and there was something that they're not telling us. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.